Welcome to the New Swingers Podcast, the only podcast in the world specifically created for and focused on couples who are new to or curious about the swinger lifestyle. It is for audiences of those age 18 years and older. And though we give our opinions, we are not therapists or mental health professionals, and our opinions are simply our own. So here's the deal. Lots of couples new to the swinger lifestyle have a lot of questions, and they're often nervous or feel insecure. Our mission is to help you answer all of those questions so you can explore the swinger lifestyle comfortably at your own pace and make your sex life sizzle. Our voices have been changed to protect our identities and any email questions of yours that we read will be addressed anonymously to protect your identity as well. And a lot of you ask about wanting to see what June looks like because she sounds so hot. Well, she is hot. And here's how you can see what she looks like. This hot, sexy, gorgeous, former church preschool teacher turned hot swinger wife. Just click the first link in the show notes to check out June's OnlyFans page. You'll get unlimited access to hot, daily, uncensored glimpses of her and her gorgeous 32 D pierced nipples. She gets pretty crazy on there. Just click the first link in the show notes. Welcome to the New Swingers Podcast. I'm John. And I'm June. And on this podcast, we talk about advice for newbie swinger couples and those curious about the swinger lifestyle. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about your first three baby steps to exploring the lifestyle. Because, you know, a lot of people want to explore it, um, whether their their spouse, their partner knows it or not. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, how in the world do you even say you might want to explore this if you have that fantasy or it, you're you're curious about it. I mean, merely meant merely mentioning some things can be, you know, a stick of dynamite into a relationship with some people. Oh yeah, you know, and we've definitely had our share of arguments and our our share of you know challenges uh, to get through. But you know, um, so so I can stop doing all my talking and you'll do a lot of talking too. <laughs> uh, one of the things we find is that basically one of the biggest problems that that uh, is the root cause of all these issues is in many ways, if not most ways, it's the mental software. Oh, and by the way, uh, we record all of these podcast episodes completely naked in our home studio. Yes, So we yes, do. we're both naked right now. <laughs> and uh, you look hot, baby. I thank you, so do you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there there's a mental software that you know, we're usually all raised with, whether it's societal or religious, where this is the way you're supposed to do relationships. It's only this way. Mm-hmm. Any other way is wrong or sinful or it's unethical or it's, you know, it, and it doesn't matter really where you grew up in general, at least in America, you know, over the past hundred years, uh, there's only one way to for this to be happen for relationships to be done and people go through life um, with these fantasies and other ideas they really want to explore but a lot of them just don't feel they have the right to do it the freedom to do it yeah. and it's a lot of times it's that old software oh yeah and so um you know it's interesting because you know, i'm straight as an arrow sexually when it comes to sex i'm completely straight um but we discovered a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, or you, well, actually, you told me a couple of years ago. Um, we're on vacation. We're we're out, um, we're sitting at we're at a campground. And we're sitting on the tailgate of the truck uh, while our kids were playing, and we had downed about half a bottle of wine each. Oh yeah, and so we had you had shared a whole bottle <laughs> of red wine. You want me to open up and start talking? Get me get me some wine in me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, she, you know, she gets real <laughs> honest. Well, here's the thing. I, there's something sexual about you. 
mm-hmm. I never, ever knew, and you were afraid to share with me. Even though I'm pretty much the most open, accepting person you've probably ever known, um, you were afraid of that. And can you can you t- can you explain um, what it is you told me on the tailgate of the truck that evening mm-hmm. as we were drinking wine, and somehow it came about? Can you explain? Just take us back to the campground there. <clears throat> um, well, like like you said, we had had a lot of wine, and that always helps me kind of loosen up a lot. And um, so I don't remember really how it came up, except I just, I said, I wanted to tell you something, but I don't, you know, I don't want you to get mad or think, um, think anything weird about me. <laughs> kind of how I prefaced it. And then she hesitated. Maybe I shouldn't tell you. And I'm like, no, you're fucking telling me now. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to sleep. I'm not driving away from this place. I, I have to know now. <laughs> and I kind of just said, like, I think I said something like, there's this movie that I watched with a friend. A female friend. With a female friend. And um, it had, like, um, lesbian uh, scenes in the movie. Tell us the movie. Uh, Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron. Mm. Um, I don't remember who the other actress is, but, uh, nobody does. And but she was hot too. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> they both were <laughs> equally. Um, but I remember telling him that I, I watched that movie and because I grew up in a very, very, very religious home, like extreme old school, almost extreme. to the point, almost to the point it's, it's like, you're not even human. Yes, and everything you do is wrong. Your existence is wrong. I mean, you're guilty you, because you exist. You're guilty of sin because you exist, even mm-hmm. though, yeah, and there's, yeah. And so I told him that I had been going in the closet and using the vibrator on myself and masturbating to watching that movie. And also the eight mile scene. I remember telling him that one too, the eight mile sex scene. Uh, with oh. Eminem and Brittany Murphy. Oh, when they're in the factory or whatever and, mm. and they end up fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Hot that's, sex scene. that's a hot scene. <laughs> but here's the thing that I wasn't so surprised by the, the, you know, the Eminem's, you know, eight mile scene. Mm-hmm. It was, um, you showed me the, the video clips of, uh, Charlie's there like really like heavily passionately making out with this other chick in the hallway under these like pink lights at this club and then she threw her on this bed and held her down, and she's just going to town, kissing her, fingering her, fingering her mm-hmm. and they're just like throwing each other around. And I mean, they're just going at it. Yeah, it was hot. It was hot, and so it—that was the first time you ever told me. Well, I think there was another another clip I showed you too. Uh, I don't know what movie it's from, um, but it's it's also another one that had. Natalie Portman was in that one and, oh, yeah. um, her with, oh my gosh, Myla Kunis. Yeah. Whatever her name is. Yeah. Yeah. From me, the 70 show. The, yeah. the tan girl. Mm-hmm. Ashton Kutcher's wife. Oh. Yeah. And that scene too, she was eating her out and it was hot. And those, so those were the two scenes that I showed, I showed John and, um, I told him about it and I was really nervous to tell him because, well, because of how I grew up, what would he think of me? So she admitted to me she she really enjoys lesbian porn. Yeah. And one of the things, it even, it even took a while for you because I would say, 
eventually I started asking you, um, like, hey, which lady in that scene would you love to be? And it took you a while, maybe over a year to come out of your shell. You you would say things like, oh, I just like watching it. I don't really picture myself doing that with a girl. I just, I like watching. But then it developed, like, I figured if you like watching it this much, you mu- you're human. You must be fantasizing about being one of them. Um, but you would you wouldn't say that. And maybe at one point you weren't. Maybe you just were watching. I I mean, for yeah. most of that year, like I was just enjoying watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, about a year later, I was like, well, if I'm gonna be any of the women, it's it's the one that's being pleased. Like all the focus, like all the focus is on me. Mm. Um, you know, cause I, I would watch like threesome lesbian porn and it was always like the woman that has both women on the other girl, like two women on one girl. Like that was always me. Like I'd be the one that's being pleased by the two other girls. Mm. Yeah. And so now we're, now we're at a point, you know, and, and we're actually fairly new to this lifestyle ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we just thought, you know what, this is something that's kind of. We kind of got got uh, a lot of interest in, and so we thought we might as well record our journey and help other newer couples in it, or those who are curious. Um, you know, we're they're, they're going to go through so many of the same issues and conversations that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, we might as well just openly discuss ours, and maybe it can help somebody. So we're not like experts in this thing by any stretch. We're very new ourselves, but you know, we've had enough conversations where we think you know a lot of a lot of people. Uh, all of you listening uh, could be helped by it. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's where I learned that you had a thing for ladies. Mm-hmm. And um, some people would say, Oh my God, you know, weren't you pissed off? No, I had a boner the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? I mean, cause the, the thing is I'm straight, but like, I'm an experimentalist. Like I, I'm the guy like in every area of life, like, if there's 31 flavors of ice cream, I want to try every fucking one of them. <laughs> every one of them. Yep. Like, even if I don't care for some of them, I want, it's, I'm that way in every way, including sexually. Oh, yeah. Um, everything hetero, because I'm heterosexual. So that's, when I say everything, it's any, pretty much anything hetero. Um, that's just my personal preference. Um, yours might be different. That's just mine. But that's what I mean when I say I want to try everything. I like variety. Mm-hmm. To me, variety is the spice of life. It's new experiences and they're exhilarating and thrilling and exciting. And, um, I'm really not shy about that. We are different in that way though. Yeah, we are. Um, you're very guarded, reserved. <laughs> you open, she opens up a lot slower than I do to new things. Mm-hmm. It's probably the smarter way to be. Um, <laughs> you're probably better than me in that way. But um, well, I'm an, and I'm also I've I've recently found out, and I've had other people kind of confirm it to me that I am a a overthinker. I overthink a lot of things mm. instead of just like John. Oh, I'm just going to jump in in the in the deep end. Um, I'm one that I overthink it all. I think about every situation that could happen. Um, which most have been imagined worst case scenarios. Oh, most of them were, yeah. Like nothing is actually bad. And then happened. we do the thing, and then I'm like, "Well, what the fuck? I had I, why was I worried?" <laughs> like what? Yeah, and that's like after like the twelfth or thirteenth thing that we try in the lifestyle, <laughs> and I have to remind her, like, "Hey, you know the past thirteen things we tried, the past fourteen things, 
you all thought those were going to end badly too, but you ended up loving most all of them. Mm-hmm. So just remember your own personal track record there. Um, don't believe everything you think. Yeah. Uh, you're just because you and I have a thought does not mean it's valid. Yeah. Uh, and who knows where those come from, but well, I know where they come from for me. Yeah. And that's because of how I grew up very yeah, super la- ultra religious. <laughs> yeah. So, so we discovered that about you a couple years ago and now we didn't, we never thought about swing. Our, our idea, whenever we hear swingers, um, we, we basically, our understanding was it's, um, just a lot of people who just have sex with each other, different couples, singles, whoever people just get together and they fuck, mm-hmm. um, which that's a lot of it. Um, but like, that's, that's actually only a part of it. Yeah. And if you would have told me before we got in the lifestyle, Oh, it's not just about that. I would have said you're full of shit. Like you just want to fuck us. That's why you're like, Oh, it's so much more. It's not just that. I'm mm. like, like, no, no, you're full of it. And yeah, the thing is, <laughs> Here's the real benefit we found to the lifestyle. Yes, the playtime is fun mm-hmm. um, with other people that we want to be with. Um, but I think the real benefit we've discovered is that for the first time in our lives, we have friends that we can honestly and transparently and completely be ourselves, who we actually are, without having to hide it. Completely. And it, it's literally the least judgmental community we've ever been around. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the touted standard. like. It's not judgmental. Not that there's not that there's anything real extreme or weird, or what I would say weird. Or I'm, I mean, I don't mean weird. I mean like a really unusual kink. You know that that somebody might go, yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, there's nothing unusual about the stuff we want, no. or the stuff we desire. Um, but even if there were, people might just shake their head and go, oh, okay, well that's, that's interesting, because people in the lifestyle. They seem to understand that everyone has their kinks and their things. Yes. And they're just like, okay, that's you do you. And we'll yeah. do us. And if they're the same kinks, maybe we'll do each other. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and have a lot of fun. And then if not, okay, well, that's you and no judgment. Like, and the thing about judgment it. Judgment free. Yeah. And it's like, there seems to be a lot of people for everybody. Yeah. Um, like, even if someone's not into your thing mm-hmm. and they say, no, thank you. Um, there's there are lots of people out there for everybody who you just got to find the people and meet and click and we'll talk more about that in another episode but so getting to the origin story before we get to the three points here here's the origin story of how we got into this this swinging conversation Mm -hmm. because that is nothing we ever would have even entertained before because basically we would have seen that as oh so you want to cheat on me or I'm not good enough for you. Yeah. Or I'm not enough for you, so you want to go get it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's a very common and normal way of thinking. Um, that actually wasn't the case. No. Because we have had a great fucking sex life. And still, when we got into this, our sex life had never been better. Yeah. And now it's even better. Oh, yeah. So we didn't come to this from a place of lack and trying to fix a relationship or spice it up because it was dying. It w- It was like... The chocolate cake was already baked. This is putting the putting the frosting on and some sprinkles. Mm-hmm. And we've heard another another couple say it that way. And that's you know the foundation was solid. The the hard work was done. It mm-hmm. was good. It was done well. You know. And um, now this is just adding to it. It's, it's not taking the place of the cake. No. It's it's adding to the to the experience of having the cake. Exactly. And so. 
how this came about was we were on another vacation um, a couple years later, which was actually this past uh, this past summer. Mm-hmm. We were out in the woods, sitting around a campfire at our cabin, just the two of us. That's uh, our favorite, the woods mm, cabin. That's our favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I'm sitting there drinking a glass of whiskey. She's about to come out in a few minutes. And I'm like, you know what? I think to myself, I'm going to make a fuck it list. If you don't know what a fuck it list is, it's a sex bucket list. Mm -hmm. Things you want to do sexually before you die. And there's no limit. You can't edit it. You put on there how you truly feel, what you actually want to do, as if nobody will ever see this list. Well, I sat there for about a half hour and I made this list. There are probably 30 things on it. 20, 20 or 30 things. See, I didn't know that. I thought you already had the list. I didn't know that you you created it that night. I think I had a few already. Okay. But whiskey gives you courage and <laughs> ideas and that you feel very free to put more and share. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is I, I added more to it and there were several on there, uh, things I wanted to do. And I, I had this dilemma in my head, which all of you might, if you haven't really talked to your spouse or your partner uh, about what you really like, maybe you're in... You know, this, this conditioned mindset, like, oh, my God, they could never know who I am. Well, I was at a point where I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. She's either going to know who I am and accept it or know who I am and have an issue and she'll get over it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just getting to a point in life at our age. You know, we're middle age now where I I don't I don't have the luxury and the time to tiptoe around anybody, especially my spouse and not knowing who I really am. And. I was confident and secure enough that even if it it was a speed bump that we could talk through it and over time she would understand. Mm -hmm. So I made this list and you came out (laughs) and I said, here, I want to, I want to share this with you. You don't have to agree with any of it. You don't have to understand any of it. I love you. We're still us. I'm not going anywhere. I just want you to know who I am sexually. Here's a list of things I want to do sexually before I die. Mm -hmm. And I gave you, the phone. I typed it out in the notepad, and you know you read them to me. Did okay, well. Yeah. I read them out in the notepad. Did did I did I read them to you? Or? You did. Okay, you I had whiskey, so thank you for correcting me. <laughs> you, yes, you read each of them to me. Okay. Uh, yeah. And my my thought was was like I don't know how she's going to react, but I, I also had an equal feeling of I don't care. Not that I don't love her. I don't care because I I want to be fully known for who I am, and I want you to feel the freedom to be that to me. Mm-hmm. And if we're being honest, I think that's every person. Yeah. And mo- most people don't feel free to be fully and truly known by another person, and it feels like a prison. But when you when you have that with a person, there's such freedom. So I was willing to kind of risk it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody will do this in their own way at their own pace and time and methods. But yeah, so I I read these to you, and I was shocked by your response (laughs) because i was waiting like oh shit here we go and then you just i remember you just kind of looked at me and okay i said well and you you said well there's a few things on there i wouldn't mind trying and my eyes got (laughs) like larger than life and i'm like you're kidding me because i know how closed off and conservative and you know, she is, uh, or has been in the past. Not open-minded. Not. You know. And so <laughs> she started talking, kind of explaining. And I was like, no, no, hold on. Can you just land the plane first? Tell me the three, the two or three things, then we can talk. I've got to know what they are. Because <laughs> we've almost never been on the same page 
with a lot of things. We're so different in a lot of ways. Not so much now because we know each other, but we didn't truly know each other. We've been been together a decade and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so you told me the two or three things on there that you're like, I'd, I'd be willing to try that more, more, you know, sooner rather than later, these couple things. Well, we made, here's what we did is he would list, he would re, he relisted them out. And then we made a category of things that I'm willing to try kind of that's, that we could try more uh quicker sooner, like sooner. sooner yeah more immediately like, like a in the more next immediate. few weeks the next then there month. was things that i that i listed like um maybe at some point that we could try those and then there was ones like i'm not there yet to try that way down the road so, if we, so. yeah so we had i had we had three categories of those things that we're willing to try like right now in the future like really quickly once we get back home then there was things that, yeah, I want to try those eventually. And then there was, okay, uh, I'm iffy on that. And we rated them. Yeah. And so here's why that was important. That was a mutual decision and second list that we made together. Yeah. So it wasn't, you're just going along with my thing, even though you might not be on board. You, you looked at my list, you grabbed a few, said, okay, here's where I'm at. And I'm somewhat comfortable with stepping out and trying that was a mutual decision, a newer, smaller mutual list that we can move forward with. We were on the same page. Yeah. Which is extremely important. Yeah, definitely. Now, I, w- I still want to try every single thing on that list. Mm-hmm. But I also, I'm a very high sex drive person. Extremely high sex drive. Like, I just, like, if I could go and, like, do one of those things every day for, like, 21 days, I would fucking do them. Uh, you were not there. Mm-hmm. Um, ready for me to do that. Um, and I'm a, I'm a patient person, but one of the struggles we have is that I'm, I'm such a high sex drive person that if I get in a sexual environment, like a swinger party, swinger club, um, it's kind of like putting a heroin addict who's been two weeks clean, uh, into a drug house with other people shooting up and then telling him or her, uh, you can be here, but you can't have any heroin. And they go, okay, okay, you know, trying to be strong. Eventually, they're going to break and go, fuck it, give me that needle or whatever. And it's like, you can only take so much, you know. And I remember some of the arguments were like, you're not being patient with me. And it's like, I'm I'm trying, but like, I need you to understand. Uh, it's kind of like in that movie, uh, the vampire movie, Twilight, if you've <laughs> seen that. Remember Jasper, the, mm-hmm. he's the newer guy with the red hair, like, you know, Bella cuts her finger on an envelope and he just like lunges for her. Like he's their friends, but he loses his mind. He has this insatiable, uncontrollable, Uh um, desire to get her. Even though he likes her, it's, he can't resist that new human blood Mm -hmm. because he doesn't know how to control himself yet. My sex drive has been most of my life. A lot like that. Now I've, you know, I've, I've never done anything out of control, or non-consensual, obviously. Um, but if I get a new, chan- a new chance to possibly try something or get around trying something, I want to fucking jump in. Like, <laughs> I can, like, I can only stand on the sidelines so long before it's like, I either have to do it or we need to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I feel like Jasper. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, um, but June is very, uh, gotta go slower. So that was a point of tension where, you know, I, I wanted to go fast, but I also want to go slow 
so I, so she could be with me and we could do this together. But also, it, it, it was this tension between going my pace and going her pace and what's the middle pace yeah. where we can explore. And so it was never that I wasn't understanding. Yeah. But yeah, it was a mutual decision with that newer list that we did. Mm-hmm. And so today we want to talk about uh, your first three baby steps to explore the lifestyle, whether you're brand new, you've been in it a little bit, or maybe you're just exploring the idea. And obviously, there is a ton of great advice out there. These are just our three big pieces of advice mm-hmm. if you're new or you're you're exploring it. And uh, just from our personal experience uh, that we believe could be helpful for you. So uh, you want to read the first one here? Yeah, the first one says, explore together with a mutual ejection seat. So here's what we mean by ejection seat. Mm-hmm. Explore together something of your choosing that you agree on. But anytime either of you wants to leave or stop, agree that, okay, if one of us wants to stop or leave, we'll get up and go. We're on the same page. We're on the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, we're done and we're done together. That way it's not like, well, I'm enjoying myself. What do you mean you want to leave? Well, now you've got some tension. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because you know, you're on the same page here. So like list out what you want to explore. Like what are some, what, what's the first thing, the first baby step you want to take? For example, us, for us, it was go to a swinger club. Yeah. And our whole goal was, and we'll have, we'll have a whole episode on this, by the way, like your first visit to one, mm-hmm. um, what to expect and whatever. And, um, you know, how to kind of mentally do that, uh, some tips. But one of the things on, on that list around the, the campfire was go to a swinger club. Yeah. And so, um, actually a strip club together was on there also, but she actually felt more comfortable going to a swinger club than a strip club, which I thought was interesting because I think more people would be scared of going to a swinger club. But her big thing was, I don't want some woman giving you a lap dance and just walking up and sitting on your lap and shaking her ass. And it, and I'm and more, I've not, and I've not mentally prepared for that or go to a, a, a swinger club and we can just kind of, for the first time, just observe things yeah. And and slowly go into that lifestyle of having somebody do things to you and, and kind of mentally prepare along the way versus, oh, my God, this person just sat on my husband's lap and I don't know if I'm ready to see that yet. Then again, a swinger <laughs> club, it's a sex club. So, I mean, in my mind, there's nothing to say that someone's not going to walk up and proposition you. Hey, would you like to have sex? Or is it like you go in there and like all the guys, you know throw the, the ladies over their shoulder like like uh, cavemen and <laughs> go into the back of the playrooms and like like we had no context for what it was going to be like which is totally not like that by the way it's actually the one we've gone to a lot is actually one of the safest places literally in the world mm-hmm. um, and they will kick people's asses out of there oh yeah um, if, if somebody is, is causing trouble and anyone's uncomfortable. <laughs> um yeah they have lots of bouncers constantly walking around so um but we'll get to that later but yeah so have an ejection seat like like explore like list out one thing you want to do mm-hmm. with your partner um maybe that you want to try that you haven't but then have a very clear mutual agreement if at any point either of us is uncomfortable we're both good to stop and leave or whatever and we will we'll be good with that yeah. Because because we matter more than any new thing we're going to try. Exactly. Our relationship is more important than that. Mm-hmm. And what bothers you today or your first time, 
it, doing that a third or fourth or fifth time, it might not bother you at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this this rule for us. Um, whenever we try something new, we have this rule. We're we're going to try at least two or three times. Yeah, and then decide if we like it or not. Because there's always, like you say, like there's always maybe a shock value with the first time you try something new, and that's yes. anything in life where you didn't really get to judge it accurately because it was such a new experience. You were in so much in shock of what you just saw and experienced, just because it's new, because not because it's, it's bad. No, just no, yeah, yeah. And so that's yeah, that's the agreement that we've kind of came up with is like, okay, we're gonna try something at least two. I'd say even probably three. Yeah. Um, not even just two, because even the second time still might be more of a shock still. Well, because so, it's still got that newness. Yes. So I I think even, you know, three, maybe even four times to really like find out, okay. Yeah. Because each time it's going to probably get more comfortable. The shock might still be there the second time, but the third time it may just be like, yeah, there's that there a little bit, but your spouse is enjoying themselves and you're you know, with us where we, we do things together. So it's like, I'm enjoying it with him. One of the biggest challenges people face when they're new to the swinger lifestyle is finding other like-minded people to connect with and get to know because most people don't want others to know they're in the lifestyle. So how can you actually find these people? It's very simple. Actually, just go download our free two page guide called swing easy. It's a free two-page PDF document where we show you three of the fastest and easiest places you can start meeting other couples just like you in the next 24 hours or less, guaranteed. Just click the link in the show notes that says free Swing Easy PDF so you can start connecting with other like-minded couples and making new, fulfilling friendships and connections in the next 24 hours or less. Go click the link and grab it right now before the offer expires. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if you try anything like three or four times and you're you, mentally, you're like, you know what? I really, really don't like this. And you know it. Okay. That, you know, is a hard line. Now you try it three or four times. Um, that's pretty good experience to know if, well, I, maybe I'll get used to it. Maybe I'll start to like it. Or like I said, if you don't like it and it's it's a hard no, you're like, okay, I don't like that. And you know it accurately now because you've had a little bit of experience around it to know, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, accurately about this thing from different angles and not the, sh- the initial shock value mm-hmm. of, of the newness of something. Well, and it also could just be something like, okay, we've tried it three or four times and I'm still really unsure how I feel. How about we just shelf it for right now? Mm. And try other things and come back to that in a little bit. Like maybe come back to that in a month and see. Or a year. Re- and, and yeah, or, or a year. But but try try coming back to it like a month or a year. How, whatever you guys agree on mutually to like, hey, let's shelf that for however long you guys decide together to shelf it. But come back to it again later. I'd encourage you to come back to it later again because it you might feel differently. Yeah, the thing about sexual fantasies is they they evolve, they develop. Mm-hmm. Like what you have now, it you might you might wake up in two or three weeks, or a month, or two or three months, or a year from now, or be driving down the road and just have this thought and go, you know, you know, 
I don't know why this turns me on, but I just got this thought. And it's really funny when June does this because <laughs> we'll be, it's funny. We'll, we're like driving down the, the road or it's always in a place or a time when I least expect it. And I like that. Mm-hmm. She'll get this look on her face and she'll grin at me and she'll put her hands over her face. And I'll be like, I'll say, well, what, 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 you okay? <laughs> and she'll start doing that giggle right there. And she'll be like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. And I'm like, oh, you're going to tell me. I know, I know what that grin and giggle means. It means, it, that's the indicator, the green flag for her, that she just had a sexual fantasy thought that she's embarrassed to tell me, which tells me it's going to be exciting, and I'm probably going to like it because I'm that's how I am. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, well, we're not we're not going home, we're not getting where we're going until you tell me. <laughs> and she's never told me one I wasn't totally turned on by, but I learned something about her, and she has experienced one more step to having it reaffirmed that I accept and love her no matter what her fantasies are mm-hmm. and what they develop into. And so it, it strengthens that trust between us because again and again and again, like I'm not judging. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the one the other day in the car? <laughs> it was what, four or five days ago? Yeah. Yeah. We were just on the driving somewhere. We were, we were on the way home. Yeah. And I kind of just thought this thought in my head. And yeah, I kind of do that giggle, cover my face, laugh. And he immediately always knows, okay, whatever you're going to say, I already know I'm going to like it. So he always prefaces it with, hey, whatever you're going to say. Instantly hard going, (laughs) oh, the anticipation. (laughs) (laughs) So explain that story to us. Well, I had had a experience uh very recently and it made me think like huh maybe eventually not right away and I kind of prefaced with that but maybe eventually in the near future I would like to have you teach me how to eat out a girl hmm so going down on a, going mm-hmm. down on another girl mm-hmm. now why why would you explain why would you ask me how to do that well because he learned how to do it and he gets me off every time. So I'm like, well, I would like to be able to do that. <laughs> I, le- <laughs> I learned, I was emailing back and forth with this guy who uh, has been a porn star for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I told him, I said, you know, I really want to know how to do this, but I just don't know whatever we've taken, how long courses on how to do it, how to, how, you know, how to, eat out a lady, how to get her there with your mouth, your tongue. And there was so much information, but none of it led me to getting you off. Mm -hmm. And he just said, look, do these three things. One, two, three. And then when when you're on number three, don't stop until she gets over the edge and has an orgasm. (laughs) He's like, don't overthink it. Just do these three things. That's all there is in existence. Like that's all there. And so. And it works every time. And it works every time. And uh, I've now had the experience um, of doing it to uh, more ladies than just you. The mm-hmm. other night, I actually got to do it for the first time to uh, a woman who is not you. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was a squirter, if you know what that means. Uh, I didn't know, always know if that was true. It's fucking real. And in about probably a 10-minute time frame, I think she squirted. Six times, I think I counted. I lost track after four or five. But she, I mean, I was 
literally just doing the very simple couple of things that mm-hmm. that porn star he told me to do and um holy shit it was easier to get her there than you but but you're not that hard to get there but she was i think she had like a may, maybe a super super sensitive, sensitive clip. clip yeah and then also it's it's so for fun. me it's on on my fuck it list <laughs> which we need to add mm-hmm. is also i want to squirt because i never have yeah. so i am very excited yeah. to do that <laughs> yeah we'll get around some some ladies who who can help you with that or some <laughs> guys who know how that's done but yeah so there was that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the thing the thing you wanted to learn how to do is uh, how how you can do that to a lady. Yeah, because you know, in your in your opinion, I'm so good at that. Um, well, I I recently found out last week that you know I'm st- like I said we're still new to this, and so I'm still learning things about myself. And I've I've always been an encourager. I've always you know been that way, but like now I'm realizing it. I'm that way sexually. Like I want to please. And so I was like mm. trying really hard to get this girl off <clears throat> and you know, there were some things that happened and it didn't happen, but I was like, really, so somebody, I was super pissed because somebody else intervened uh-huh. right before she had an orgasm and it killed the wave orgasm that you had helped her build up. Yeah. So I was super pissed. I'm like, say, oh my gosh. Do you want to say what you guys are doing? So we went to a Sibian party. <laughs> if you and... don't know what a Sibian is, it, it's kind of like a saddle. That is a vibrator. Uh-huh. And it's it's literally an orgasm machine it's for women. Amazing. So you sit on it; it vibrates like nothing you've ever felt. Our, after our first party, a week later, John went and bought me one we <laughs> of both, my own. <laughs> we have one of our own. Yes, along right along. It was the same. It was like the same day or the next day after I bought the stripper pole and installed it in our bedroom. Yes, he did. So yeah, our sex life is fucking hot right now. <laughs> and so I. I kind of realized from that last week of like, oh my gosh, I really well, well, enjoy. Explain, explain. So this this friend of yours, this lady friend of yours, uh-huh. was sitting on the Sibian. She was sitting on the Sibian, and I was sucking, biting her her boobs. That's what she she likes it that way. And um, yeah, and me, I'm kind of more sensitive, so I kind of just like the sucking and the soft. But she likes it kind of harder and rougher, which. You know, you just kind of ask and find out. And um, and so I was doing all that and she was almost there. And that's why I got so mad when that ha- when the <laughs> other girl came intervened and turned it. She and- thought she said to turn it down. She did not want it turned down. She wanted it up more. But I had it already had it all because I was guiding the Sibian. <laughs> it was all the way I already up. had it all the way up. <laughs> I think she said up, but the girl thought she said off. Yes. And so it was just this, you know. Yeah, but, but that kind of made me realize, okay, I really enjoyed helping her get, helping there. Her get there. And so that's what kind of, I think my thought process went into telling John that, okay, eventually I would like for you to teach me how to eat out a girl so that I can please her and get her there. Guys, have you found it difficult to get and keep an erection while at lifestyle events? If so, you're not alone and it's common. The new environment and the distractions can contribute to a lack of an erection due to performance anxiety at the very moment you need it the most. I personally ran into this issue early on in the lifestyle and it was super frustrating. But don't worry, there's a solution. If you use our link in the show notes and use the coupon code NEW, N-E-W, at checkout, you'll get $30 off your order of FDA-approved ED medication from Shameless Care so you can get hard and stay hard in the moments that matter most. Don't question your manhood or feel like less of a man ever again. 
Just click the link in the show notes right now to get $30 off before the promotion ends so you can get back in the game and blow your sex partner's mind. Click the link right now and simply use the coupon code NEW, N-E-W, at checkout. Yeah, because you get pleasure out of giving pleasure, not just receiving. And so do I. Yeah. Like, like my, my go-to is I don't feel like I deserve an orgasm. I don't deserve to come until I've gotten you there. And like you, you typically, until I'm not lying, you affirm this, you generally have at least two to three orgasms before I ever finish. And that's every time we yes, have sex for you. Every time. I'm just, I'm, I enjoy pleasing. I enjoy you getting mine, but I love giving pleasure and, and just making a woman go fucking crazy. It used to be once that you'd get me to come, but now because we found that we both enjoy porn and we watch porn together. So he'll, what we'll do to kind of warm up is we, I will watch like girl porn, lesbian porn, mm. and I get there once, sometimes twice with that. And then the third time or second time is with him inside me. Mm-hmm. So, no. go ahead. I'm sorry. So then we get, then the, you know, then we, I get him off after that. Yeah. And it doesn't take a whole lot for me because I'm a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's something I know a lot of people think, well, won't the porn ruin your sex life? Won't it desensitize you? Like, I think that can happen mm-hmm. with some people. I know there are pros and cons to porn. And most things we hear in society are all the cons, none of the pros. Um, I believe that could be a thing that could happen with some people, depending on who it is, how they think. Um, but it's only an enhanced our sex life and we're not dependent on it. We don't have to watch it. No. Um, but does it, does it enhance the experience? Yes, absolutely. And so it's more like, it's more like a supplement, mm-hmm. like a little supplement. It's not the workout. It's not your life. It's just a little supplement that kind of adds to it. Yeah. And so I just, I want to say that because I know there's, there's mixed opinions on that. And, yes. Um, you know, I mean, and what I, works for us isn't going to work for every person. So this is just our personal experience. That's what's worked for us. Yeah. And of course we want everything to be ethical and, you know, with the people in, involved who make it, you know, we would, you know, we, we, we really like um, to know if we can at all, like, okay, you know, there was, this was all perfectly, you know, when it was produced, you know, that hopefully that, you know, this isn't something that people were coerced into or something like yeah. we don't, like we don't like that kind that kind of thing Mm-mm. or to knowing that but there's a lot of uh sources of it out there now that are like it's like ethical in fact there's even um a handful of sites that are female produced porn now and women seem to be very these producers they seem to be very big on ethic ethical in treatment of the people involved and making sure there's you know nothing going on mm-hmm. um where anyone's feeling coerced or forced and of course, we wouldn't support that, but that's a little off topic. Uh, the second tip, though, today, the first one was explore together with a mutual ejection seat, mm-hmm. you know, a way out. You both agree um, that if anyone gets uncomfortable for any reason, you you both are done and you're fine with that, which leads to the second point. Talk afterwards of, about your experience. Just talk. Talk with the intention to learn about each other, mm-hmm. not to judge each other. Yeah. And here's why. You're going to learn. I mean, you you should talk about your experience afterwards. What did you like? What did you not like? What maybe what did you what did you r- discover exciting 
maybe within or about yourself that maybe you didn't expect. Yeah. Um, and each of you, if you if you felt that way, each of you take turns talking about what that was. But it's really important, again, to focus on learning about each other. Talk afterwards on the drive home or the next night, laying in bed or the next day. Talk afterwards with the intention to learn about each other, not to judge each other. Yes. Because, you know, you might realize that you might be observing me, let's say in the in the in the club, for example, um, really having a good time with something that's turning me on, and I don't realize you're observing that in me. I'm just having a good time, but you've never seen this side of me, so you could get really upset or judgmental about that and make it about yourself, which has been one of the bigger challenges. And we'll go into another episode about that. But one of the bigger challenges was like if you see me enjoying myself, it was a uh, what does that mean about you? And it really didn't mean anything about you. But but you, the way you were conditioned to think was, you know, whatever he's into, somehow that's a reflection on me. That's negative. And that's not always the case at all. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, try to learn about each other, not judge each other. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. And here's the thing. This is why you're going to have a... It's so often in the lifestyle, people say... And I never would have believed this before. We, have, it's, but so many people say we have a stronger, better relationship because of the lifestyle yeah. than we did before. And that logically, it makes no sense to me. I don't know <laughs> the psychology of that. I don't either. I'd like to learn that. But the thing is, what what I'm we're finding and suspecting is that it brings up so much conversation and about who each of you are. And what you want to explore, what you like, as well as some arguments. You're going to have some of those. Oh, yeah. We've um, had our share. Yeah. But you're communicating about things you've never talked about that are inside of you, mm-hmm. each of you. And what my suspicion is that two people are more fully getting to know the other one per- very, very personally and transparently in a way that they never have. And when you're deeply known by another person. And they accept you. And you can communicate and talk about anything. Um, You've learned how to talk and communicate on a deeper level. I think we appreciate people more. And I think we feel accepted more, which I think leads to that whole, um, how, how are you, how do you have a stronger relationship now because you're in the lifestyle than before? It's because before that, nobody talked about anything that could ruffle feathers Mm -hmm. because Oh my God, what will they think of me and will they leave or will they think I'm this or I'm that? And it's like this community is a place where, you know, it's okay to be you. And, you know, if you both step into that and and work through it together, it can be a really beautiful thing we're finding. Yeah. So number three is give each other the right to admit fantasies to each other, no matter what they are. And here's a, a cliff note to that. Don't feel threatened when your partner talks about maybe a, a fantasy they have that they've never told you. Don't feel threatened. Instead, get curious. Yeah. So don't feel threatened by it. Like, oh, that involves a person who's not me. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a guy or a lady. Or, well, we can't do that because we're, you know, in our case, we're a guy and a, a, guy and a lady. And look, I, I cannot give you a feminine touch experience sexually that another female can. Because I have rough hands, I'm a man. I don't have that feminine energy that you do. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't by nature. I cannot give you the same experience that that a a woman can. 
So that's okay with me because that's just the way it is. But, you know, when we're talking about fantasies, um, mm-hmm. like we said, they, they can evolve, they can change, yeah. they can develop, um, give each other the right to admit fantasies. That was like the first time, you know, you, you know, that we were drinking wine on the tailgate of the truck mm-hmm. and you were, you know, you didn't want to tell me about, you know, I, I have this, there's a sexual attraction to, to, to other women and in these videos I'm watching. Well, it started with just the videos, the, the porn videos. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it started for me. And then as we got into the lifestyle, I was like, well, after he came up with his fuck it list, I was starting to kind of create mine that same week. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. And I'm like, well, I mean, maybe trying a kiss with the girl wouldn't be that bad of an idea. You know, and then, of course... I was extremely nervous when that happened. And then after the fact, I'm like, fuck, why was I so fucking nervous about that? It was amazing. And I had no (laughs) conviction. That was the huge thing. Okay. I grew up so religious in this ultra, ultra religious background. Yeah. Everything's wrong. And I just did that. And I was like, fuck. What was the big deal? They're such liars because there was no conviction. (laughs) And and it it was like, well, it was also like, okay, you, you and this, Beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. Both wanted to to do it. Um, so you're both consenting. You're both okay with it. It's literally just two two pieces of skin, two lips touching. You know, we can kiss or you can kiss her. It's it's your lips touching another person's lips. It's literally just a, a physical act. And p- people will go further, deeper, spiritual and all that. And that's fine. But a lot of the stuff we've been taught about that, about to think of it for way more than it is, was to keep us from doing it because there was some society or institution, political, religious, whatever, that is wanting to keep everybody in alignment and in the same spot. And don't you get outside these lines, Mm -hmm. you know, or we're going to hate on you. We're going to kill you. We're going to, you know, whatever. And so trying to make you afraid to do that. But when you just do it, like, well, you loved it, and it felt really good. Yeah. And uh, then after you got done making out with her, I made out with her. Yeah. And that was fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I hadn't kissed another woman since I've been married to you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Almost 17 years of marriage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we got, in the, we got in the car that night to drive home, uh, she didn't know I was going to do this, but she was sitting there. As we're driving away, I threw in that song, I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. It was hilarious. I said, baby, this is your theme song now. And she's like, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was funny. It was. In fact, I just threw it on this morning. Yes, uh, he did. We walked outside with coffee and then came back in. I came back in before her and uh, I just clicked it on and she was walking in and now it's a funny point for us. It's a funny memory. Mm-hmm. It's a song that is just like, yeah, before she was like, Oh my gosh, that's such a bad song. Now it's like fucking anthem right here, baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I understand a woman's desire to kiss a lady. I'm a straight dude. I love kissing women. Like <laughs> I, I understand the the desire, you know, of course I, I can't imagine a woman not having that desire, but I'm, I'm a guy. So, you know, obviously I don't, you know, understand a woman's <laughs> perspective, 
But yeah, so that, that step three was give each other the right to admit fantasies to each other. If you can do that, mm-hmm. like it doesn't mean that they're going to go try it behind your back um, or that it has anything to do with you or a lack in you. Yeah. But can you imagine being able to tell your partner anything and they will tell you anything? Like if you can get to that point, that is a strong relationship. And people think, well, what, what if swinging destroys our relationship? Well, I'm not saying that couldn't happen because it, it depends on the individual relationship. But think about this. If you're if you're with somebody, your partner, and you're both free to talk about your sexual desires and fantasies and even explore them at a reasonable pace that you both agree on and you both feel loved and accepted by each other for who you truly are. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck would want to leave that kind of relationship? Yeah. Like people people are afraid if they if they get into this thing, it's gonna destroy them. And there are certain circumstances where it could. If your if your relationship is on the rocks, you probably shouldn't. Because no, it's not a band aid for that. No. But if you're with somebody who loves and accepts you and you can talk to them no matter what you're feeling or what your fantasies are, who would want to lose who would want to give up on that? To go find a new person who they'd have to f- find a way to reestablish that with if they ever found someone to do that with. Mm-hmm. You mean you're in a relationship where you can truly be you now. Yeah. And it's okay. That would strengthen a relationship, not weaken it. And it has ours. Like we now, I mean, even more so, we can't keep our hands off of each other. Oh my God. Like we'll at be, all. Yeah. We'll be walking through the kitchen and I'll just grab her ass or she'll walk up behind me and, you know, grab my crotch or, you know, put her hands. Uh, underneath my arms and like onto my chest and like kiss my neck from behind. And this mm-hmm. is just like, you know, 1143 in the afternoon, almost lunchtime <laughs> and I'm not doing anything, but we just had this stronger, like sexual tension between us. And, you know, we've been together for over a decade and a half. Mm-hmm. Most people say, well, you know, your, you know, your relationship dies, sex goes down. It's just how it is. Like, no, it fucking isn't. No, it's not. Like, like I mean, we just even, uh, we're, we're again, we're doing this podcast naked. We're Neither of us is wearing clothes right now. And I'm stroking his dick right now as you we're talking. You are stroking my dick right now. <laughs> and, uh, ooh, nice, nice um, 34 double Ds there. 32. Thank 32? You. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you, yeah, you dropped some circumference around your, but your <laughs> upper body. But um, you've been getting born in shape and beautiful, but the cup size hasn't changed. No, it and, hasn't. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it's just funny how to how it's we didn't expect to be this much more drawn to each other. Yeah, it, it's e- even in spite of the arguments we've had. Then there's times in between those where we just can't keep our hands off each other. It's even in the grocery store. Oh, even in the grocery store, and I'm like, we all oh. handsy, and I'll be handsy. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't <laughs> basically wear underwear anymore. Which is hot. <laughs> the only reason she wears underwear to the to the swinger club that we go to is so I you know out there on the dance floor or whatever I can I can pull them off her and put them around my neck and wear it as a necklace. Yes, everyone I, in the club wears their <laughs> their ladies' uh, underwear as necklaces. <laughs> yeah. So one night, one night you didn't you didn't wear any. You're mm-hmm. like, oh fuck it, I'm not wearing any. And I'm like, oh that's hot. Well then I got there and. There's a couple of fr- a friend of friends of ours there who are a couple, and he pulled hers off and put them around his neck. And he's like, "Hey, where's your necklace, man?" I'm like, "She didn't wear any panties tonight." 
He's like, oh, man, she's got to wear panties just so you can. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so now she wears them just so when we get there, I can strip them off her yep. in front of everybody because we've learned you're an exhibitionist and you love being watched. Yep. Um, which is hot. That's fine with me. Uh, but that's something I never could have guessed about you before. All mm. these years of being together, mm. and it's like in the past month or so, I've learned that you love being watched. You love being watched when you're being pleasured or fucked, um, masturbating. You just you love being watched, and um, I think that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell his dick's getting harder as we're talking. <laughs> well, you've been playing with it for the past five minutes, and so that helps too. And I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So here's um here's our here's a bonus tip, and we're coming to a close here. Here's a bonus tip, though. We talked about you know your first three baby steps, in our opinion, to exploring the lifestyle. If you're new, the first one is explore together with a mutual ejection seat. Second was talk afterwards on the drive home in bed that night. The next day, mm-hmm. talk afterwards with the intention to learn about each other, not to judge each other. Yeah. And then third was give each other the right to admit fantasies to each other, no matter what they are. Don't feel threatened by your partner's fantasies. Instead, get curious about them mm-hmm. and ask questions about them. And so the bonus tip here is this. Give yourself time to absorb how your partner really is. They've revealed these things to you. You're, learn- well, you're learning about them, but sometimes you're learning about them sexually for the first time in a new way. And sometimes they're learning about themselves in that same way for the first time because they didn't know that they had this. Yeah, that was one I came up with. I was just, I was just because. Give you, yourself time to absorb how your partner really is. Can you go into that for a minute? So with John, you know, I did something with a girl and he was just like, oh my God, that was so fucking hot and was totally on board with how I am now, which is bisexual. Which it sounds like I said, I'm still trying to get you used to even saying that out loud. Well, we don't like labels, but, but if you got to classify, that's what it is. But we don't even like the label. It's just who yeah. gives a fuck about a label? Yeah. Um, but with him, it's it's been a process for me. It's 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 been time for me to to like I love him for how he is, but it's it's taken me time to absorb that in because. For almost 17 years of marriage, it's been one way or it was the other way secretly, but I didn't know about it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't feel safe to tell her about fantasies I had because she would internalize it and make it about herself and how she's not enough just because she was in a, such a, a mentally unhealthy place for mm-hmm. much of that time, which she she's not there anymore, thankfully, yeah. but that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So it was always there. I just, I knew there was no fucking way I could ever tell you any of this, which really sucked. Yeah. Because I loved you, but I felt stuck. And I'm like, I can't really be me around you. Or if I was, who would you tell or would you leave? Or I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I just had to get to a point where it's like, you know what? Fuck it. It's worth you knowing is worth any consequence. Because I'm not going to live the rest of my life not known by my spouse of all people. Yeah. And so with me, it's been a process of, of just loving him for who he is, which I always have, but this is the new, the, well, for me, the new him. So it's been, for me, it's been a process. Newer parts of me. Yes. 
So it's been a process for me. Like it's not been a jump in the the deep end pool and be on completely like a light switch for him to love me for how I am. But for me, it's been more of a slowly going into the pool to get to the deep end. Yeah, I jump in the, I'm the kind who jumps in the deep end. She's the kind who steps down on the first step, dips her toe in and slowly comes down the steps in the shallow end and will meet me eventually in the deep end. Yes. Um, And we, yeah, our biggest point of tension has always revolved around where's the middle of the pool um (laughs) (laughs) if i jump in the shallow end i'm gonna fucking hurt myself because you don't do that like oh you jump into two feet of water i just broke my ankle but it's like well you're like i ain't jumping the deep end i don't want to drown in it like okay i I get that (laughs) i understand that but where's the middle like maybe like the four and a half five feet i can jump in not gonna break an ankle might hit the bottom but you know i'll do a cannonball so i don't you know you know put my long legs down too far but also you know you're not tiptoeing in two inches of water yeah and i'm just like hey you know so it's it's finding that middle ground to take baby steps forward i really kind of envy couples who are if they're i don't know if they're probably out there but if they're both tiptoe in the shallow end people or both dive into the deep end people Mm -hmm. i really envy that because i because to me it's like it'd be so much easier (laughs) <laughs> to just like if we were both the same way that way we we could do that together but we're not and so that that was a point of tension and frustration mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and still sometimes it comes up but we know it yeah and for you and and your partner you might be the same way yeah. um there's something about time and willingness mm-hmm. um to walk with each other to stretch yourselves both a little bit but at the end of the day, you're both going home together. Yeah. Remember, you two, uh, if you're like us, there's two of you. Um, if you're new to lifestyle, there's probably two of you, not three or four. Um, that's probably a little more advanced thing that's different than swinging. But um, if there's two of you together, again, you're the cake. The two of you, you're the cake. There has to be certain ingredients mixed a certain way, baked at a certain temperature for a certain amount of time. That's the hard work of a relationship. Yeah. This, you know, we've discovered swinging does not replace or threaten your healthy, strong relationship. What it does is it gives you the chance to put frosting and sprinkles on top of that cake. Yeah. And anytime you want to wipe that off, you can you can wipe the frosting off. You still got the cake underneath, which was the hard part. Once you get that right, putting frosting on is easy. Mm-hmm. And so think about that. So these have been your first three baby steps to exploring the swinging lifestyle. Uh, if you're new to the lifestyle and you have questions, you're nervous, you obviously will uh, have questions and be nervous, <laughs> um, or, or you know, you're, you're, you're just curious about it, send us your questions. We would love to, to feature and discuss your questions. They'll always be totally anonymous. Absolutely. Nobody will ever know. We don't mention your name. Um, but send us an email at newswingerspodcast, newswingerspodcast podcast at gmail.com new swingers podcast at gmail.com send us your questions yeah and we will love to look at your question and just openly discuss it we don't script these we just we'll throw a question up there we start talking about it and if we can help you all solve a problem in your relationship or take your next step into this um, and feel more comfortable we wish we would have had somebody do that yes but we didn't and the reason we started this podcast by the way is because there are a number of swinger podcasts out there, but we we couldn't find anything that was specifically 
for newbies to the lifestyle mm-hmm. or those who are curious about maybe exploring the lifestyle, but they're not newbies yet. Yeah. Um, you know, just that curio- from curiosity about the lifestyle to stepping in, baby stepping and getting a part of it and learning. We couldn't find anything that specifically addressed all those issues specifically. And so we thought, why not make this podcast for people like us? Exactly. And what we learn, we can share. So again, send us your questions at newswingerspodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And make sure you, you click like and subscribe, hit the stars, whatever. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Yeah. All right, leave us a review. Uh, tell us what you like, didn't like, whatever. Like, Just leave something on there, particularly if it was helpful. We love your feedback because it lets us know how we can serve you better and do better for you to help you um, do better in your relationship or in some way in life. Definitely. So click those stars, click those ratings, leave us a review and make sure you subscribe. So next time we post our next future episode, you will get notified and uh, we can help you even further. Thanks for listening to the new swingers podcast. Do you have a question about the swinger lifestyle or an issue you're struggling with? Send us an email at newswingerspodcast at gmail.com newswingerspodcast at gmail.com and there's a good chance we may anonymously feature and discuss your question so it can be helpful for you as well as other listeners just send us an email at newswingerspodcast at gmail.com